0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Gabby Roslin Podcast. Hello and welcome to That Gabby Roslin Podcast, part of the Acast Creator Network. The very lovely actor, Yuan Rion, is my guest this week. Known throughout the world as Ramsay from Game of Thrones... And yes, of course, we talk about that show, including that scene that his mum hasn't watched and how he feels about being the bad guy in one of the biggest TV shows in the world. We also chat about his other huge shows, including The Misfits, Grandma's House and his wonderful performance on stage in Spring Awakening. He can also be seen in the new Sky Christmas film, the gorgeous rom-com A Christmas Number One, co-starring Frida Pinto. The film is released on Sky Cinema and Now TV from December the 10th, 2021. We also talk about his love of all things Welsh and how important the Welsh language is to him. He is such a lovely guy and I had a big smile on my face throughout chatting to him. I do hope you enjoy please can I ask you a favour? Would you mind following and subscribing, please? By clicking the follow or subscribe button. This is completely and utterly free, by the way. And you can also rate and review on Apple Podcasts, which is the purple app on your iPhone or iPad. Simply scroll down to the bottom of all of the episodes. I know there have been quite a few now. And you'll see the stars where you can tap and rate and also please write a review. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome. And do you know what? I think every single friend of mine um, wishes they were sitting here with me. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes, they really do. So it's just me and you and they're not here, but they can listen. Um, uh, So first of all, first of all, okay, is this true or is it an urban myth that your mum wouldn't watch Game of Thrones?
0: It is absolutely true, yeah. <gasps> absolutely. Now, yeah. is that
1: because you wouldn't let her?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> or did she did not want to?
0: Um, I think she just didn't want... I think she she finds it hard to differentiate me from my characters, obviously, because she's just seeing her little boy um, playing these parts. So she found misfits quite hard because everyone has been to Simon. And then, and then when Game of Thrones came around, I was like, "Just don't watch this one. You really can't watch this one." So she, so she hasn't watched it. I mean, I feel for my mum. There's not an awful lot I do that she can watch. So, um,
1: <laughs> oh, she must have uh, seen Spring Awakening. Please tell me she. Oh, she's that of musical. course, yeah, she saw yes! Spring Awakening,
0: yeah. Yes. But she found oh, that very distressing. <laughs> oh, you know, My beautiful. character committed suicide <laughs> in yes. the second act.
1: Pretty heartbreaking. But, um, yeah, you're quite yeah. right. Oh dear. What's your mum's name?
0: My name's, uh, her na- my name's, her name's, her name's Aynir. Aynir? Thomas, yeah. Oh,
1: what a beautiful name. Okay, Aynir, I hope we're going to be able to talk about something. When you listen to this, Aynir, you can be very <laughs> proud of your son, but actually, you're quite right, because I was going to talk about Simon and your invisibility. I was going to, okay, you just, you're going to like some of it, Aynir, so just enjoy, just enjoy some of it. <laughs> um, uh, but for Game of Thrones, does she know what happens, what happened to Ramsay? Does she know uh... that bit that everybody always says, ooh, That bit, you know, that was, you know, that bit.
0: That bit. (laughs) You know the bit, the
1: penis Um, bit. Let's just say it. Oh, that bit. That bit.
0: Does she know that bit? Um, I don't know if she knows that bit. Uh, I don't know how my my dad. Yeah, now she will. Yeah, but I mean, just for the, (laughs) it's 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 somebody else's. Don't worry, mum. It's uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, no, um, I don't know. My dad's watched it. So I don't. What did
1: know whether, he
0: say? Well, he—he, he, I mean, he just sort of thinks it's all a bit funny, but he could—I think for him, it's a lot easier to differentiate and just know that it's a character. It's not, it's not, her, it's not his son doing it. You know what I mean? It's—it's it's a lot easier for them, uh, for my dad. But I just, my mom just finds it difficult. Also, I don't think she doesn't like violence in general anyway. So I don't think Game of Thrones is for her.
1: Okay, another yeah. another urban myth. You've got to tell me whether this is right or wrong. Uh, is it true that you weren't actually allowed near the dogs who killed you? Sorry, spoilers if people haven't seen it. But you weren't allowed near the dogs. Is this also an urban myth or is this true?
0: This is true, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Well, yeah, to a degree that the, they were like properly trained dogs, kind of like guard dogs. So they weren't, you know, like friendly dogs. I think, was it season four? We had There was a scene, or maybe season five, I can't remember. There was a scene where um, Ramsey was hunting... With his dogs, and the dogs were there, and I turned up, and it was like, "Oh, hello, doggy." They were like, "Don't look the dog in the eye." <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because these were like real, you know. They only listen to their trainer. They don't recognise anyone, and any eye contact they see is threatening. So yeah, we. So in terms of filming the the that last scene, um, yeah, I wasn't allowed anywhere near them really. Yeah, it was just it's just even though it was actually my last scene, I was uh they, they were kind enough to uh to spare me um from these vicious dogs yeah so it was all siege. i think there may have been one shot where there was one in the deep background but that was it i wasn't allowed anywhere near him
1: oh my goodness I go, and i've got to find out if i don't have any other true or false things to ask you huh. i'm gonna actually make one up you're not gonna know is it <laughs> true that you really can turn yourself invisible uh
0: unfortunately that is not true oh. no. no. No, it's it's a lot of people think that but uh no no I, it's not it's not one of my many magical powers.
1: Oh, oh you do have other magical powers? Oh tell tell us one that you've never t- which other magical powers do well,
0: you Well, I can't tell you because you know I'm oh. I'm a I'm actually a superhero on this on the night <gasps> and it would kind of give away, you know, a, Everyone everyone would find out about all my, you know, they'd know. It would just, They just I uh, so
1: Yes, of course, because superheroes have to keep quiet about their yeah, superpower. Absolutely,
0: yeah, absolutely, yeah. I know so you can fly,
1: it. can't you? That's what it is.
0: Maybe, maybe.
1: You're never going to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, it, it's very interesting. When I was doing all my research and um, uh, going through everything, I did see you. Uh, first of all, I, I mean, I loved Grandma's House, and I, I know Simon and Samantha Spiro, and I thought Grandma's House was brilliant but also seeing you in spring awakening the musical and i loved that show and i, I and I, we're going to talk lots about music and of course about your new film a uh, christmas number 1 but can we, can i take you back to spring awakening because something actually happened where you couldn't go on uh for the previews could you
0: yeah yeah it was it was i a, a, a really uh jarred my lower back uh in the penultimate dress rehearsal it was just one of those where I just I you know I was just it was obviously very nervous about opening and stressing about that and I was a bit tense and I did this big jump and I had to twist to look behind me um but I didn't land properly first and I sort of twisted whilst landing and my back just went I just felt it go it was uh, yeah it was really 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 painful uh so yeah I I, I missed the first five previews uh, which was obviously heartbreaking. When you've been rehearsing for six weeks and you're ready to go, and then so I actually the first preview night, uh, I was having dinner with my parents because they'd come down to see it. So we were just sitting in, in this restaurant. It was pretty gloomy. Oh um, no! Yeah, and my friend had to give me a lift to the restaurant because I couldn't really walk there, even though it was like, yeah, it was pretty bad, but uh, with a lot of physio and stuff. But I, yeah, and and then I actually went on. I went went to see see it twice. Um,
1: that must be weird
0: yeah it was really weird it was but it was also really beneficial because I got to see where I kind of fitted in and I got to see the whole spectacle of it and the lights and everything which you don 't really get the full scale of when you're um when you 're in it because you, you're you know you 're a concentrating on what you 're doing and your part but you don 't get to see the whole thing um so it really actually helped me in a weird way it was kind of a blessing in disguise even though I would have much preferred to have gone on, but um, yeah. But luckily, I, it was only five previews, and I was—I probably shouldn't have gone back on when I did, but it was just kind of I really have to go on now. It's otherwise I'm not going to be ready for the press night and and for the run, and uh, um, so I just kind of loads of ibuprofen and <laughs> and uh, just got on with it. But uh,
1: footlights, as they say. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. An old doctor theatre came into play, but um, yeah, but it was. Um, it was pretty, it was, yeah, it was all, yeah, it was a long time ago now. It was very,
1: How long yeah. ago was it? I was trying to, where, where uh, was it? I remember we, coming to see it. I saw it twice. Absolutely we opened, loved it.
0: We, we yeah, Thank you. We, we opened at the Lyric um, in 2009.
1: Uh, Why, well, it's two, not that long yeah. ago. Yeah. Oh, my word. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 2009, yeah. We went. Yeah, that's when it was. That's when we were on. Yeah,
1: I remember um uh, being with my uh, singing teacher, and she's she had the school there, and she was going on and on because I think she had done the, the run-throughs, the the workshops and everything for it. And she said, right. "You were going to go mad for this show." I don't know. Maybe she she worked on it. I think she might have Mary Hammond, but it was. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Just it was wonderful, and it's musical theatre obviously. A Christmas number one, um, is all about music. And I know you, um, you have your band, and you do you, you know, on Instagram, you're very busy doing playing songs, which I love. But, but, um, would you go back and do more musicals? I've got one in mind, which I'm going to say to you that I think you should do.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, I was never sort of, I've never been big into into musical theatre or it's not been something that I've ever I ever really thought I would do to be honest. So music and acting were always very separate things for me. I always found that I always felt that music was you know, is kind of mine and, and it's something that I do. Um and I mean and then acting was I didn't really want to mix the two worlds, but um and I haven't done a musical since. Uh but Spring Awakening was a very different musical. It was more yeah, of a yeah. It was more of an acting piece, really, and because the uh, the way that the music worked with, instead of it being like the traditional kind of uh, taking the story forward through a song, it was actually the inner monologue of the characters, and and that was really interesting, and the and the songs were quite rocky, and it specifically suited my voice, and because I'm not a trained dancer or uh, singer, so um, yeah, it kind of uh, yeah, it, it fitted into me, but. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, music's always been something quite separate.
1: Oh, that's interesting because I really, I mean, there, there are two shows that I think you would be fantastic in. I, I, if I was a casting director, I'd be jumping at it. But um, uh, one is uh, Jesus Christ Superstar and the other one <laughs> is Rent, because I think you'd be great in both of those.
0: Well, maybe you'd have a note one day.
1: They're listening. They're, those musical theatre <laughs> gods are listening. It, I just think. I mean, I th- I'm, I'm a huge musical theatre fan, so I just think that it's moved on so much. Do you know what I mean? It's just some. I don't know. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So away from that, let's talk about you and your music because um, that's what you are as well. As you say, you like to keep them separate, but singer songwriter and you have you got you were you were produced. Now, I'm only one degree away now from Kevin Bacon. You were uh, produced by Kevin Bacon, weren't you? Uh,
0: yeah, I worked with him a lot, Jonathan Quornby, yeah. Uh, for for the three EPs I did, yeah. Um, in Rack Studios, it was, it was wonderful.
1: We can't just, you can't, that, you're not going to give me just that little bit. <laughs> I want to know more about working with... Kevin, ba- Kevin, ba- you know, six degrees of, uh, you know, Kevin Bacon. I'm now one degree away because I'm talking to you, and you worked not, with not
0: Ke- the not the actor Kevin Bacon. Oh, I
1: thought it was the actor <laughs> Kevin Bacon. <laughs>
0: no, 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 he's a music producer, Kevin Bacon.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, Did they have the same name. They can he could pretend. We could just pretend. For that, you know, we won't edit yeah. that out. It, I don't mind that I got made a mistake, but let's just pretend you were with Kevin Bacon doing yes. an album because he's a musician yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was there. You know, he was a fantastic <laughs> producer, um, lots of wonderful <laughs> ideas. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he knew what he was doing there, but and of course he's very busy. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I think they managed to convince him to do it, saying that he was playing a producer in a movie, oh,
1: and that that's this was, what it was the rehearsal.
0: Yeah, and he really gets into all the technicalities of his role, so he learned how to use all the the equipment and stuff. And, that's uh, what it was. And, yeah, and Kevin. Yeah, he. And, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where he thought the cameras were, but yeah, but
1: they were hidden. Hidden cameras. They were hidden. They were those yeah, mini yeah, Cameras.
0: That's what he thought. He must have. Yeah. Thought, yeah
1: and and of course yeah. he was dancing everywhere wasn't he while he did He it. was
0: yeah he was really yeah he really got involved yeah yeah I big wonder fan of me how many
1: times <laughs> your Kevin Bacon people have done that to him
0: Oh must be all the time
1: Will you apologize to him that I did it
0: Oh well <laughs> Thank
1: you very much uh, but but you're going to still do more music you're still you're ever writing aren't you
0: Yeah yeah definitely yeah. um I think well I, I did an album in 2015 Um, and I felt yeah and uh, I haven't ever really played it live and stuff it's it's really weird it kind of but it's just that the the acting and the I find the acting and music world don't really mix together very well they because it's, it's more of a planning thing with with music whereas acting seems to be it can be very immediate so no matter what I've planned it can just get ruined in a you know in a week basically and it's it happened a couple of times and and it was just not really fair on the musicians and stuff that they you know because they're booked you know what I mean and they may have turned down other stuff so i kind of thought uh, i just yeah I just sort of didn't do it um but then I've, but I've always been writing so i've written a bunch of songs and i would love to record another record really um but yeah and and then with this christmas number 1 film um guy chambers was doing the music for it and he just sort of said look if you if you got any, because Blake my character plays uh, writes the the song um and uh he and 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 Guy Chambers sort of asked if, if I wanted to write it with him and um so I just wrote down some stuff then went in and actually did it and it was really cool and that's fantastic uh, so, so we yeah well, I wrote this song and, you know and then um uh and then we worked on it together and he put his sort of Guy Chambers magic to it and and then we recorded it, and that's that's the song we're using. So it's, it's kind of, it gives a, the, a real sense of authenticity to the film, I think, that um, it's kind of that the actor who plays the character who wrote the song actually wrote the song,
1: which is you great. You see, what you keep saying about your music and acting don't come together. We've talked about a musical that you were in, which I thought was superb, and now you've actually written a song... That with Guy Chambers, as you say, he is quite magical with with his words. But it's come together again in your new film.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's this. I I think I'm less sort of um, precious now about the music side of things than I, than I used to be in my youth, and um, perhaps I've matured. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just thought. I mean, this this. I've been looking for like a rom com for ages, really. With you know the whole Ramsey Bolton thing in mind and, you know, and trying it's time to do to put different him away. stuff. Put him away. Yeah. Put him and away. and I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to be typecast. And, I, and, and, you yeah. know, it's just this one part. I'd, I'd never really played uh, a villain like that. You know, I'd, this isn't something that I even considered that I was good at, um, or that, that I never saw my character, my, my career going in that direction to play this like mad villain. So, um, it's kind of surprising to me when people, uh, uh, re- associate me so much with that because I just you know it's just not what I feel I do. But well, you're an
1: actor, so yeah, exactly. You acted yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. no so I get that. So
0: I've got to try and like look for other things, and it's something that I've been talking with my my, my, my uh, representation, that my, my team and stuff about uh, for a while now. Is looking for that right kind of a rom com is the word we've used, um, and and uh, to sort of. You know to really take take myself out of that, and this one came along and um, and it's absolutely it's exactly the perfect thing for me because the character I feel I can really identify with, especially with the stuff with a boy band singing the song that he's written and you know butchering it essentially, and he and and he, I can really empathise with that and and how I <laughs> you know and you know doing all that riffing stuff that singers modern singers do now you know that on like talent shows and um, where they don't actually sing the actual song they just sing a bunch of notes. And um, roughly within the key of the song, and uh, and that I find that very annoying as well. And uh, and so does Blake. So it, I found that quite easy.
1: <laughs> so, you know, that's really interesting because all the musicians I know it drives them mad because they always say that's not singing.
0: No, it's just showing off. It's yeah, not, they put their hands know... up and
1: they go, woo, woo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's just showing off. It's, it's and and you know, and it really annoys me. And they always say, oh, I'm singing this with my grandfather, uh, who who sadly died and you know he'd love this song he's like well actually i think you'd hate the way you're singing it um because <laughs> you're you're not singing the song that he he, yes. he loves he, he, you're yes. singing something else uh you just yeah and uh you know obviously there's a space for a better riffing man you know don't get me wrong i'm not saying you can't but you know not in the first verse you've got to sing the, the melody like surely otherwise <laughs> like you know you know what's the song you're singing but anyway that's my own my own Personal.
1: uh, So do you you sit at home with your uh, with your baby on your lap um, just saying, no, that's not singing. Are you are you (laughs) one of those sort of dads?
0: I I will. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, you know, because I just think it's something very important to sing the notes. And it's like, you know, if somebody's written a song, you should sing the song they've written.
1: I completely agree with you. So, working on this film, as you say, you were looking for a rom com. Isn't it funny how some people have this idea that um, they're, they're slightly derogatory about them? I will always go rom com as first choice. I have to say, because they there is something that they do to us. They they get us in our heart. They make us smile. They make us laugh. They make us feel better. And a Christmas number one is one of those sort of films. I mean, it's perfect because it's connected with Christmas, which is what we all need and what we all crave, especially after the strange couple of years that we've all had. So it just, to me, it's it's a puzzle that puts together so perfectly. And as you say, you were looking for something like that. A Christmas number one couldn't be more perfect, really, could it?
0: No, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the other reasons I felt like I really wanted to do it, that... Um... I think everyone could really do with a laugh and, and just to get to watch something that they can just, you know, forget about all everything that's happened just for, even if it's just for an hour and a half, two hours and, uh, and yeah, and get that, that wonderful feeling that the rom-coms are so good at doing and at a Christmas one. And, um, yeah, it does, it really does do that. And it, and it also, it can, it, it you know, it's very tragic in many ways and, but also it, we we try to stay away from it becoming too sentimental. It was very much something that, that Chris, the director wanted to, um, to avoid um, because it it can, he doesn't, he doesn't want it to be like, you know, and it it's can so easily. Yeah. yeah. It can so easily go down that route. Um, but it's kind of absurd in many ways, because we have this boy band in it who are just absolutely ridiculous, but absolutely perfect. And, and Blake's band who's, who this like extreme metal band are hilarious um, and ridiculous in, in their own way. And Guy wrote all the music for them and it's, it's hilarious. They've got some great songs. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, it kind of does that for you. And it's, it's very, you know, it's very tragic in many ways. and um, But, you know, you do get that. Hopefully you, when I read it, I got that, that sense of hope and, and, um, and that warm, fuzzy feeling.
1: That's what we all want. We really do. I mean, I I'm, am I'm am uh, i love a Christmas film, but only when it's time to watch a Christmas film. I'm one of those people that when people say in July, should we watch a Christmas film? I'll give them that look. You know that. You know the look. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know that look. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Which is your go-to uh, Christmas film then? You have to choose uh, one. Only one.
0: Uh, I think I'd have to go with Home Alone, uh, but just purely for nostalgia and just remember that when it came out and I'm, I'm old enough to remember that unfortunately and uh, <laughs> um yeah it, it's just uh yeah that's just the film that you know Whenever if you if you're flicking and that's on you watch it like doing you know mean?
1: but would yeah. you what you wouldn't watch it in july would you
0: would you oh no 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 oh no, I mean, good would, no one would be mad enough to put home alone on in july would they uh, no, I, wouldn't. I was
1: worried no. for a moment um I'd like to share one with you that I think I don't know if you've seen, but I'd like you to give it a go if you haven't. So I'm going to just say Elf. Have you, have okay. you seen it?
0: I, I don't think I have seen it. <gasps> no. I don't... I don't. Oh. Who, 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 yeah, I don't think I have seen it. Who's Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah, no, I haven't seen that one, no. I'm familiar with the, the poster, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, I
1: mean. you've missed. You've really missed something there.
0: I don't know how that's happened. Yeah, I'll have to give it a what this year. This do you like I'll comedy? You
1: like comedy?
0: Yeah, I love comedy, yeah.
1: You've it's, done comedy? Grandma's house? Yes. Yeah,
0: Grandma's house. Yeah, yeah. Grandma's house. yeah that, was, that was fun. That was a lot of fun.
1: Oh, he's yeah. so clever, Simon Amstel. Yeah, That's he's really clever. Yeah. And really beautiful.
0: lovely as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed working with him.
1: See, is that, is that something else that you would like to do more of, more comedy? I know there's laughs yeah. in, in A Christmas Number One, but would you like to do full-on comedy?
0: Yeah, I'd love to do a bit more. Yeah, definitely, a, like a situation comedy. I did. I did one a few years ago called Vicious, and yes, um, <gasps> but that was more traditional live studio. Yeah, with with a Dear bunch of gods. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely, and Francis de la Tour as well.
1: Three Everyone,
0: gods. Yeah, uh, it was a real, real <laughs> crazy period of my life, going from uh, Ramsey Bolton to Ash. Uh, you know, in between, in between. Was it the same time? Of of Yeah, yeah. I was doing them both at the same oh, time.
1: Oh my word!
0: But yeah, I, I did. I uh, I was cast uh, as Ash before season three of Game of Thrones had come out, which was my first season. So, and and Gary Janetti says, you know, who wrote it, he says uh, it's really lucky that because he would never have been able to consider me for Ash if he had seen Game of Thrones, but luckily. It, I'd already been cast, and I don't. Uh, we'd potentially filmed. Uh, had we filmed it, maybe we'd probably already filmed *Vicious* before that season came out. So um, yeah, it was a bit of fortune there. But yeah, otherwise, I wouldn't have got to work with an absolute legends yeah. But well, that, that was a that was like a live studio audience feel, which was great fun to do. And it's such a shame that that's not really a thing that people do anymore. But um,
1: why don't? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I like, obviously, it's... obviously, we couldn't recently, but why don't they do that again? I mean, there you were with Surya McKellen and and Derek Jacobi and, Sir Derek say, Jack- and Francis <laughs> Delatour. I mean, Sir Derek de- Jacobi. <laughs> um, or Derek and, and Ian. Uh, but, but there you were in front of a, a live studio audience doing this show that captivated the heart of everybody and everybody's giggling about. There should be more shows like that.
0: Yeah, it was. It was really weird. Like they kind of got shunned a little bit by sort of the modern comedy scene, in it. Uh, I think because they felt it was like, you know, and they, people use this too much canned laughter on it, but there was no canned laughter on it. It's a, it's an audience of people laughing, you know, because it's funny, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, and I grew up watching these sitcoms like Blackadder and and Faulty Towers and
1: Brilliant, yes, know, and
0: Father Ted and stuff. So it, it kind of was very much part of my comedy upbringing so yeah i mean i i loved it it was so much fun to do because we got to rehearse all week you know it was a week of rehearsal on the episode you rehearsed an episode so i got to go and rehearse with these absolute legends and learn from them and and be a part of the company with them which was just an absolute honor and a a dream um you know i was just the luckiest actor in in the world and um and then get to go on and 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 perform with them uh, you know for a night uh, yeah, it was absolutely incredible. Great part of my life. Do
1: you know, we're talking now about comedy. So I always ask in this podcast, every single one of my guests, what makes you properly giggle? And what makes you properly belly laugh? So I'll <laughs> ask you that question. What makes you properly laugh?
0: Well, I, it's usually not being allowed to laugh, isn't it? Like, yes, you know that thing?
1: yes, me too. Yeah.
0: I'm terrible for it as well. I was always the kid in school and in drama school and everywhere that that gets caught laughing. You know, and you just can't control yourself and it. And I'm terrible for it. So someone does something funny, I get caught laughing. I get told off. It was always my, that, that happened to me all the time. And also it's uh, like, <laughs> like, I'm terrible for, well, even in Spring Awakening, as we were talking about it, we um I think I tried to make Nye corpse once uh, on stage and ended up corpsing myself. <laughs> um, and I learned then don't do that again because you, you're rubbish at it. I'm terrible for corpsing and yeah, Misfits was an absolute nightmare for me. To, really, it was just yeah, because that I had to say all these super serious lines, like film reference, these really geeky film reference lines, and and with such sincerity. Um, and, yeah, you'd have like Robert Sheehan or Joe Gilgan in my face, like just being hilarious. And I think probably in the edit, you know, when they were editing it, the only the take that made it into the cut would have been probably the only take where I wasn't laughing. Um, but they all got onto the fact that they could make me laugh. That was the thing. And and, and it was a nightmare for me. I had to like punch myself in the leg and bite mm-hmm. my tongue. And yeah, yeah. I was just <laughs> laughing so much. Because <laughs> it's funny. And so, you know, the absurdity of the situations and um, I've got a bit better at it. Uh, but um, yeah. Except this year I did a film um, and I played Papageno in the Magic Flute, and um, and he's you know he's kind of like a funny character. So because I would, I think it's something to do with because I have to like maintain this not laughy thing, then they then I find it much harder. But because he was kind of funny and giggly anyway, it didn't make me laugh. So when other I could then start to make other people laugh, which was good fun. And there's them. nothing
1: better though, is there? Laughter is. Uh, I, we are yeah. your parents. Was was home like that?
0: Yeah, yeah, we laughed a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and 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 you know, mass, always comedy. You know, um, brilliant comedy, and uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's nothing like it, is there? We all oh, need no. a bit more of it.
1: Oh, we really do. Know. I absolutely love it. I you've. Anyone makes me laugh, that's it. I'm in love. Um, uh, but you, can I just take you back again to your family? When you started, uh, you started out in the Welsh soap, and I'm not even going to try and say it because I've said it incorrectly, <laughs> and one of my closest friends is, uh, her, her first language is Welsh, and she always just gives me that look when I say it. <laughs> I rung yeah. her up to check the pronunciation of your name as well.
0: She <laughs> must have done
1: it about 10 times when she kept saying, no, it's Iwan Rion." I was like, okay, okay, uh, but you started out in a in the Welsh soap. Your parents must have been unbelievably proud. There's something your your parents could watch. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's was, it was, it was uh, the, Yes, but I always say, it right. say, say it again. Yeah. "Pobelacum." "Pobelacum." Yeah. Um, yeah. Um Yeah, It was great, and also my parents were sort of instrumental in the uh, the fight for the Welsh language um, when they were in their student days. So
1: oh, t- tell me, tell me.
0: Yeah well they you know they they campaigned for a, a Welsh language TV station um like they were you know they were a huge part of that when they were when they were uh, students in Bangor um so and and f- throughout their you know their lives they've always, it's been a huge part of them so to get to be in on uh, you know to to have their son on it, it must have been made them incredibly proud hopefully and uh, yeah it was great to get to do that and it, and you know and my mum could watch that, yeah. <laughs> but obviously <laughs> mean, she, she didn't she didn't know when I'd go on to make it you know, I was seventeen and uh um I was still in school. Um yeah. So it kind of um yeah, it was great for them to get to, to, to that I got to you know, to be in that flagship show really on, on S4C.
1: So your first language your Welsh is your first language. Do you dream in Welsh or do you dream in English?
0: Uh both. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, sometimes yeah, both. You can, it depends really, yeah. But it, it very rarely happens that you're speaking to someone who doesn't speak English and then they start speaking in Welsh to you <laughs> because that would be really weird. But um, yeah, no, it, uh, yeah, it depends. Yeah, I, I, a bit of both, yeah.
1: I think it's such a wonderful thing and I think it's so important to keep these languages alive. We spoke to lovely Luke Evans um, in the last season of this podcast and we were talking to him about it as well. And it, it, I think it's the most beautiful language and i think as as somebody who was born and bred London and i come from england i think that we should all learn more about all the regional um uh languages that are around you know there's still cornish that's around that i don't i, I what do i know about it and it's really bad because i think it's important to keep all of those alive and up in scotland and obviously welsh it's important
0: yeah i think definitely and and and, uh, and with welsh and you know, it's it's essentially the original Celtic language. It's an ancestor of what everyone would have spoken a various dialect of um when the Romans arrived, you know, and that so to lose something like that, um you know, we lose essentially our, our sort of he- like the British Isles heritage, you know. Um so yeah, and, and especially for Wales because you know all it's it's all it's so important for us to have a language because there's our culture sort of in that you know um so yeah it's something that I feel very strongly about so uh, yeah definitely
1: keep, keep keep saying it keep speaking it and keep it alive but it's it's ever changing though isn't it because you do get new words um that come along which is also lovely
0: yeah yeah there's of course yeah so it's got to continuously be modernized um so yeah it's it's and uh, yeah, I think there's like a little room somewhere. Of people who have to come up with new words <laughs> or, or translate <laughs> English words into into Welsh.
1: I know there's always one that everybody does, and my friend uh, Sean Ed she always says, "No, no, please don't use that one as an example." <laughs> so I'm not going to. Which it's always. I know one exactly what you're going
0: to say. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we're not going to go to that item in the in the kitchen. No, we're not going to go there at all. Okay, <laughs> so for you now, so Christmas number one. Um, that's all done and it's out and it's very exciting having a a christmas movie out there um so it's the next thing is it going to be acting are you going to go and head into the studio to do music
0: um i'd like to do some music i've got nothing planned so i don't know i I, i'll see what happens really i think with that um and i need to get on that really um but definitely i'll be doing some more acting and uh well hopefully i mean at the moment you know, if hopefully everything stays as it is, and I don't really like talking about things in the future because
1: yes, the, with everything yeah. that's happened, yeah, yeah. it fills me I with dread. That.
0: But I'll be doing a, a bilingual TV series, so um, which is lovely. So I get to go back and and oh, do how wonderful! Do some acting in Welsh for the first time uh, in over a decade, um, should we say? And um yeah, I'm really excited about it. Uh, it's, just, it's another thing that I've really been looking for for a long time now. And wait for the right project to come along where I can go back and, and uh do, do some Welsh acting. Yeah.
1: Oh, how Great. fantastic. Oh well look, good luck yeah. with that. I don't how thank do I you. say that in Welsh? How do I say good luck? Uh Popoil. Pop Oil. So there we go. Yeah. Popoil Iwan. Yeah. Hion. Um uh, Thank you. What an absolute pleasure to speak to you. It really, really thank has been. Too. Thank you very much. Congratulations on the new film. and, and, you. and all that you've done. And I do do you know what? It will always be that people will bring up Ramsey because <laughs> no, because it, it's something that you created. But I hope that one day you learn to to love the fact that people bring it up and just say, wow, yes, that was one of the things that I did, because it is only one of the things you did. I mean, you know, we've we've talked about. misfits and spring awakenings and and grandma's house and we haven't spoken about marvel in humans you know and riviera and all those other wonderful things but it's it will forever be with you but i hope you learn that people mean it as a huge sort of loving way when they talk about it yeah yeah
0: i could only take it as a compliment you know that's the only way to to take it yeah
1: yeah please do thank you so much my lovely what a joy to speak to you thank you lovely
0: talking to you too thank you
1: Thank you so much for listening. Coming up next week, Jamie Cullum. That Gabby Roslin podcast is proudly produced by Cameo Productions. Music by Beth Macari. Could you please tap the follow or subscribe button and thanks so much for your amazing reviews. We honestly read every single one and they mean the world to us. Thank you so much.